hello and welcome to episode nine. This is the Hello It's Me, I'm K Nicole podcast and I am your host, K Nicole. So let's go ahead and jump into the recap. Last week we talked about packaging and shipping tips. I also answered a lot of questions from the squad, you guys. I've been getting a lot of the same questions for a while and I just wanted to kind of do like Q&A style. So I answered a lot of questions. We talked a lot about how to package, how to ship, what to use, where to shop. So make sure you check out that episode if you haven't seen or heard it already. Y'all, I have a new product on the way, okay? It has been shipped all right, I have information on tracking. Look, I'm so excited, can't even say it right. I'm excited, okay? I've been working on something really special for months now, you guys. It has been a long time and it is finally on its way to me and I cannot wait to share it with you guys. Also, Smudge turns one so soon. November 1st is my one year anniversary. We have about eight days left. How crazy. I cannot believe that my first year in business is already almost done. Um, what else is going on? Uh, all of my friends are like leveling up in life right now. Okay, so we've been celebrating new apartments. We've been celebrating new job opportunities. We've been celebrating birthdays and just we're just celebrating life right now. Okay, so it's only up from here and all of my friends are making me proud. I'm surrounding myself with people that are doing big things. So I'm really excited right now. Um, other than that, I've just been doing my normal routine, working, filming, editing. The Black Friday sale is going amazing, thanks to y'all. And we are still on the road to 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. I have my 20K giveaway going on right now. So if you haven't seen that video on my channel or that post on my Instagram, make sure you go ahead and check that out. I will actually have that linked down below for you guys. If you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, like I just said, road to 20K, okay? And give this video a thumbs up. Also, follow me on all the podcast platforms and leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Cozy season, y'all. Where my lip gloss at? Cozy season. Cozy season on the lips at all times, okay? It's now available. This is my first fall collection, so make sure you check it out. My shade Rosé is my breast cancer awareness gloss, and I'm donating 50% of the proceeds from that gloss specifically. So if you're only going to buy one... Make sure you buy that one. It's bomb anyway. Crochet by K is in full effect. So make sure you're stocking up on your crochet fall pieces. We got shags and sweaters and a few new pieces coming soon. Lastly, you guys, make sure you are voting. I know that early voting is coming to an end today, wasn't it? Listen, make sure you know when you're voting. You need to go out. Let your voice be heard. Your vote matters. Your vote counts. All right, so that is it for the recap. So I wanna go ahead and introduce my guest for today. I'm really excited. I have my friend Drew here with me today. Drew and I are both SCAD grads. We were involved in the same club in college, so we have worked really closely together for a very long time, it feels like. Um, Drew is an animator, so she has all of the creative juices for drawing and all of that stuff that I don't know how to do, okay? <laughs> And Drew has also modeled for me for Crochet by K multiple times, so she's definitely a great friend to have close to me in the city. So let's give Drew a warm welcome. Hey, Drew. Hey. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for joining me. So I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell my viewers a little bit about you before we go ahead and get into today's topic. Yeah, so... I was born and raised here in Atlanta. Like Corey mentioned, uh, we went to SCAD together in Savannah. I was just 
one year under her in Devon. Um, but it was really great. It was such a fun time on BSA. So many struggles together. So much fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so many good times. Um, but yes, I am an animation major. And I graduated with the rest of the class of 2020 this past spring. And now I'm freelancing. 2020 graduate. Wow. Interesting. I know. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to talk a little bit about that later. But today's topic is gonna be balance, chasing your dreams, life after college, creating an impact, and whatever else comes to our hearts and minds today. Because listen, y'all, we got our wine. Okay. So that means that whatever we want to say, it's just going to come out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Y'all know how it gets when we start drinking our wine. So we're just going to have a good time today. So let's go ahead and get into the tea. Yes. Um, so let's start out by talking about our experience in college. Okay. So we were both involved in a club called the Black Student Association. Um, Drew was the president of that club. I was the president of another club. So, you know, we can kind of talk a little bit about how it is when you're still in school. I have a lot of followers right now that are younger and they're in school full time and they want to run a business. So I feel like, you know, we can kind of give them a little bit of insight about how we balanced our lives when we still were full time students. Um, so, yeah. What was that like for you when you were in school? How did you manage to find some sense of balance, especially as an animation major? We all know that animation was like the most time consuming. <laughs> well, one of the most time consuming majors at SCAD. Yeah, that was a really interesting time, especially because like when I came into college, I had the idea that I was going to do like everything. Like mm -hmm. I was like, I joined BSA. I was like, oh, my God, one day. I want to be president. Like I, <laughs> I had already. You really said it. did manifest that. I remember <laughs> you saying that when I first met you. Like, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, and then I had also been a part of like student ambassadors, and I was just kind of trying to get my hands in like everything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sleepless nights, especially as soon as we got into like our junior and senior year, mm -hmm. when things actually get tough. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think a lot of sacrifices have to be made. Like you have to decide what thing you want more. Like, do you just want to um, goof off all the time and, and just really go mm -hmm. out, whatever? Or do you like, you know, want to actually ace your classes and get better and, and prioritize the things that are important? So it's definitely like, it's like a make or break. Like you figure out how good you are at making decisions. It's going to mold you <laughs> into shape. Yes, absolutely. And I always tell people this. I'm like, listen, I have had so many sleepless nights and I think people think I'm joking when I say <laughs> that. I'm like, no, we're being serious. Yes. Like we had nights where we did not sleep. And when I say we did not sleep, I mean, we did not get like one minute of sleep. We did not even lay our head on the pillow. Yeah. Okay. So you do definitely have to make sacrifices for the things that you want because trying to do everything is like, impossible like sometimes it's really hard to find that balance when you're doing so many different things that are equally as time consuming like we're only we're only human beings we only have 24 hours in a day so what you do with that time is totally up to you and yeah I chose not to sleep <laughs> I wanted to get everything done I mean and then sometimes we just really didn't have a choice <laughs> but yeah Corey was on another level in college <laughs> like I'm not even like I talk about my journey. I'm not even a quarter of the way. Like I wasn't even as busy as she was 
during college. I don't know how you did that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really, I feel like when I was in the moment, I wasn't really thinking about it so much. Like I just knew everything that I had to do and I was just so in it. I was so excited about most, mostly everything until it started to get a little tough. Then it's like, okay, we really just got to power through and get it done. But I think I was just like in la la land most of the time. Like we have all this stuff to do. I don't have time to think about how busy I really am, I guess. When you're living in it, it's just different. But I don't know why I felt like I wanted to bite off so much when I was in school. Like, I just wanted to do everything. After, you know, a quarter of doing nothing, I wanted to do everything after that. Because I didn't really do anything my first quarter at SCAD. I was just like, I'm not really feeling this too much. I don't know what this really is. But yeah, I decided to just dive in. And I was like, oh, I want to do this, this, this. Oh, I can do this too. Cool. Let me sign up for that. And then was like, wait, I still got to go to class too? Hold on. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Class. Wow. (laughs) I still got to go to class, people. We still got homework to do when we get out of class, too. And I think, like, like we're both saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, I really want to, I wanted to prove I could do it. I want to do this. I want to do that. But that doesn't mean I never asked for help. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I asked for so much help, like, all the time. I was on the phone with multiple people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) several hours. Like, I mean, you got to do what you need to because you can't do it all. You can't keep that all to yourself. Like, you got to delegate. Yeah. I like that you said that because even in school, I struggled with that at first because um, I was not used to that. I was like always the one that, oh, I can just get it done. I'll figure it out. You know, very independent. I feel like that's because I'm an only child. Like I really didn't have someone else that was in the same boat as me that I could ask for help. So when it came to like, oh, I'm really not understanding in this class. What am I supposed to do? Like, I remember vividly, it was this African-American literature class. And I promise you, I have never, I have never, it was, it was an online class too. That was yeah. my first and last online class, <laughs> but I had never failed anything in my life. So it was just like to be failing a class for half the quarter, like got to midterm still failing. I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, what am I supposed to do? And I had to reach out. Like, I had to get a tutor. I'm like, that is not anything that I would have ever done. And I'm like, girl, humble yourself. Okay, you need help. (laughs) You need help. You can't do everything yourself. So I definitely did have to learn that in school. And now, even in my business, I'm like, I had to realize that I cannot run two businesses and a YouTube channel by myself. It's like, not possible. To still sleep too and to be on schedule and to be consistent with every single one of those things. Like it's just not realistic at all. So I'm glad you said that because realizing that you need help and then asking for it is really important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's so, so intimidating. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm like, I so <laughs> I was just it was like a little intimidating because like when you're in class. Like, the way that our classes are set up, it's like a teacher is running through a tutorial showing mm-hmm. you how to do certain things, and they're just moving really fast. So it can be kind of nerve-wracking to be that person that interrupts the whole Oh, yeah, flow. to ask a question. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Everyone would, like, be waiting until the end to, like, talk to the professor separately. Mm-hmm. I remember one of my professors actually addressed that. Yeah. She was like, can y'all just like ask questions while we're in class, like going over certain things? Like if I say something and you don't understand, please don't all like rush over to me at the end. That's so crazy. But sometimes, yeah, it is a little bit intimidating. Listen, I think I'm over that phase of life. If I don't get it, I'm going to ask you because I just don't have time. Yeah, (laughs) I need the answers. I need them quickly. (laughs) 
Literally. Agreed. So did you have any like any tools or like any systems that you use that kind of helped you to make sure you got everything done? Because I know everyone kind of functions differently. I had to have a planner and I don't mean like like any type of electronic calendar. Like I have to write it down. Yeah. Because like typing, it doesn't work for me. Like I remember things when I write them down. Mm-hmm. Um, only thing I ever did digitally was set alarms. Like if I'm like, okay, like to remind myself, I have to study at this time. I have class at this time. Yep. I have a meeting here. But that planner, oh my gosh, that thing was like stuffed by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. It's so many things. Yeah, I literally just filmed a video because they, a lot of people are asking me like, how do I balance my life? How do you do this? How do you do that? So I'm like, listen, you got to write it down. You need to set alarms. You need a planner. You need a notebook. You need this, this, and this. Because <laughs> that's how I function. Like my brain cannot handle mm-hmm. all of the things that it needs to right now. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, if I don't write it down, baby girl, it's not getting done. <laughs> I'm not even going to remember that it even existed until mm-hmm. probably the day that it's supposed to be done. Um, so Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Oh my gosh. Also like organizing all your documents. Like don't wait until the end of the quarter or semester to do that. Like I mm-hmm. would literally set up like on Google Drive like multiple folders and every time that there was a new project or assignment, I separated them immediately because that is just so crazy to look at like yes. last minute. Oh my gosh. Being organized. Yeah. That's that's true. I feel like I'm I'm all over the place sometimes, but then I'm still organized. It's like I don't know. I kind of work with chaos sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a good point. Especially um if you're still in school. I tell people because they keep asking me too about like um like taxes and stuff like that. I'm Oof. like, if you don't do anything else, mm-hmm. keep all of your receipts, keep all of your stuff organized, like all the things that you're purchasing, even if you're purchasing online. Just keep all that stuff somewhere so that you at least are doing your part because I don't know anything else about doing taxes. <laughs> I have a whole accountant. But yeah, see, it's like it's the same thing. Whether you're in school, whether you're running a business, it all applies. So what was your experience like after graduating? Like, How do you feel like life after college is now versus how it was <laughs> a few months ago? Uh, I was really dramatic. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can believe it. Like, after I graduated, I was like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? It wasn't that bad because I didn't really want to freelance because I was like, "That's I want to work in a studio. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But because of the pandemic, so many studios were like, hey, like, we want to work with you, but we're not taking on any permanent hires right now. So that's <laughs> basically, I was like, all right, well, I don't have a choice. But um, yeah, I just started freelancing and now that I'm doing it I realize it's really not as bad as I thought it was well that's good to hear okay like I'm starting to understand but yeah I I was in full panic mode when I should have just calmed down (laughs) after I graduated oh my gosh complete opposite I was in full relaxation (laughs) mode I was like I need a month to just find myself again because I feel like by the end I was so lost I was so spread thin I was just like listen I need to snatch my life together (laughs) and I need to learn how to relax again and I need to just sleep like I need to make up for like months of missed sleep so yeah but then you know after that I was like okay so what's next yeah (laughs) what am I gonna do now so you said you wanted to work in a studio that's kind of like tying into my next question of like what what is your dream job? Like, are you doing some of those things now or do you have other goals that you're trying to reach in your career? 
Uh, so my dream job would probably be to work at like a small animation studio or motion graphic studio. Um, I say small because it's just a lot more intimate. Mm-hmm. Like those are spaces where you can really get your ideas heard and move up the hierarchy like a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, versus working somewhere bigger. Like, I mean, I'd love to, but somewhere like Cartoon Network where you're like one in a thousand. <laughs> like, yeah, that employees. makes sense. So um that's really what I want to do right now. I'm kind of on the stepping stone there. So I'm making the connections that will get me in the door, but I'm not quite there yet. Um, I'm working on some projects where I am animating. I'm super excited about it. Um, but right now I'm, I'm doing mostly like freelancing as in illustrating and like mm. commissions and things like that okay well that's cool though because i'm like this girl listen we're gonna talk about it a little bit later but this girl <laughs> is doing some big things right now okay so let's uh, switch gears a little bit so like i mentioned earlier in your introduction drew has modeled for me before okay so <laughs> she has modeled some crochet by k before i have had to come find this girl like listen i need you to put this on <laughs> we got a fashion show we got a photo shoot we got to do all of this um so she actually modeled in my very first fashion show like the first time that i kind of like put my work out there in front of people in savannah um and this show was called aesthetic and it was really fun very mm-hmm. crazy very non-traditional so we literally had models on pedestals like yes. we had them up on like platforms i guess so they weren't <laughs> doing a runway walk there was no catwalk there was like none of that i mean y'all had to like walk out and step up and mm-hmm. it was really challenging for me as the designer i'm like okay so my pieces usually have a lot of movement but these pieces don't have a lot of movement. So I'm like, what am I supposed to have these girls up here doing for six (laughs) minutes? Like people are going to be staring at them. Like, what are they going to do? Y'all, we had a full routine. Like, (laughs) Corey has doing a whole choreography. A whole dance routine. I was like, (laughs) I have never done anything like this in my life, but it was just so crazy to (laughs) experience something like that, like to really push my creativity. I had other people that were helping me because I was like, listen, I don't have time to really choreograph a whole show, like a whole six minutes. Like Mm -hmm. six minutes might not sound like a long time until you try to do eight (laughs) counts and then you're like, wait, (laughs) this is a lot. So I literally just kind of threw you, threw you in there. Like, I need you, girl. I was like getting anybody that I could. So was modeling really anything that you ever were interested in? Or did I kind of just like throw you into something really crazy? I think very briefly, I had had an opportunity (laughs) to like model. Um, It did not turn out (laughs) the way I thought it would. Oh my gosh. But it wasn't something I was opposed to. Um, and when I say model, I don't mean like any type of runway. I mean, <laughs> I mean like a target ad. Like, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. like something like that. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Like the energy of the crowd was mm-hmm. amazing. And so many of my friends from like high school were like, oh my gosh, like, is this what art school is like? like what are you guys doing? <laughs> is this what art school is like? I can imagine like people actually saying that. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. So It was really nice. Like to look back on it, I was like, wow, we really kind of pulled that off. And it was kind of last minute too. It was like, <laughs> look, I was like, I need them to uh, have time to practice on these platforms. Like we really didn't have much of an understanding ahead of time of like what the set was going to look like. So me as a designer, as the creative, they're looking at me for answers. I'm like, I'm looking at my other team for answers. I don't know what's going on. So yeah, it was definitely an experience for the books 
Drew was also in Worlds Collide Part 1. Okay, <laughs> so listen. Worlds Collide was a journey for me. Like a whole journey. And Devin. Hey, Devin. You too. <laughs> um, so yeah. That was iconic, huh? Like the pictures. Ooh, the makeup. The makeup. Yes. I still have video footage from the show. I think we recorded the whole show, didn't we? I think we did. You talking about the first one? Yeah. Yeah. We have that, right? I've been like planning this throwback <laughs> series for my channel because I'm like, I have so much content. I have so much content, especially mm-hmm. like from BSA stuff, like just from my daily life. Like I was vlogging almost every single day and mm-hmm. just not having time to like edit those videos and put them up. So I'm like, uh, it would be fun to like take a walk down memory lane and like put out some of that footage, like some yeah. of the behind the scenes. That was like the most stressful thing. I felt like that was my Beyonce homecoming. Like I, when she was like, she would never push herself like that again. That's how I was feeling at the end of Worlds Collide. Like it was all worth it. Everything was beautiful. Everyone had a great time, yeah. but I would never do that again. Like yeah. when it comes to the timeline and everything, no. I need more time. <laughs> I need to plan. I need to pull a Beyonce. I need eight months of planning and working and everything. But yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Drew has been, you know, she's been here through some some wild times. It was really fun. I mean, the whole time during the show, I was like, oh, like, I really want to help Corey. I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> so we were just standing in the back, like, because the room was kind of small, but mm-hmm. there was like a section with the models and then Corey and all her outfits. We were just kind of like trying to like stay hidden, like behind the curtains. I was crying. <laughs> They're like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "I'm not finished. This is not how I wanted this to be." I was like, "Oh God!" I was emotional. Okay, and I was like, "There's gonna be so many people here." <laughs> I wanted to finish this dress, y'all. Like, why did anyone tell me that I need to do this ruffled dress all the way down to the ground, like making it literally with my two hands, and then having to go back around to do all the ruffles and I was not done with the ruffles and I was like there's no way it was taking me like an hour just to do one round around the skirt I was like there's no way (laughs) there's no way there were so many stitches like it just was crazy but you can do anything you put your mind to (laughs) and sometimes you have to let go and let God because literally I worked up until the show started Luckily, we had other entertainment and things Mm -hmm. happening to the point where I did not have to, you know, be out and about mingling and mixing with people right away. But I worked up until the very last deadline, still wasn't done, had to sit down and stop working to get my makeup done. I was like (laughs) crying through that because I'm like, no, I could still be working. I'm like, girl, if you don't just sit back and relax and just let it go like nobody knew they loved it they're like nobody knew that i didn't finish you know they have no idea (laughs) sometimes it's a mental thing and sometimes you're just like in your own head Mm -hmm. and i was definitely in my own head for sure (laughs) turned out amazing thank you all right so we are going to switch gears a little bit and we're going to talk about where you are now we talked a little bit about how you're freelancing and everything but let's really talk about what freelance life is like because i've definitely been there and i don't know if anyone out there is doing it or interested in doing it but i have definitely been in that spot too so what's it been like especially now we're in a pandemic that's crazy well, uh, it forced me to grow up. <laughs> That's for sure. Screaming. Because, um, grow up. I don't mind doing it. I just don't want to do it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason 
for that is basically like things like like you don't have benefits like you know if you want insurance and all that kind of stuff you have to pay for it so right um and then you know figuring out the price point it took me so long to figure out how to do that um and to realize that you're not just charging people for the service but like for your standard of living (laughs) so you can survive yeah like not just rent and utilities but like like i have contacts and glad like them things is expensive i gotta (laughs) i gotta pay for that um but there's been a lot of really good resources coming out because of the pandemic Mm -hmm. um like for example one of my friends put me on to the lightbox expo which is like this big conference full of like a ton of visual artists and before it was really exclusive you had to pay so much just to get in but because of the pandemic they were like okay just pay a dollar and it's all virtual oh wow so yeah I joined and got to see a lot of these famous like Instagram artists that I followed that gave me like amazing advice on like how to do taxes and how to freelance and survive um yeah I I don't think I would have known that on my own <laughs> like yeah a lot of the stuff they were telling me so I I'm you know I'm doing well I'm still learning like I don't know everything mm-hmm. but I'm at this point I'm just like okay I'm used to the idea that I'm going to not know something and I don't need to forget once I figure that out so yeah what are like how do you have to put yourself out there like so that people can know like you're looking for work or you know like how does that work for you um almost like every way possible like (laughs) every way I'm on every website there is (laughs) like Instagram and Twitter like posting Mm. on Instagram consistently is so important Mm -hmm. like understanding the use of hashtags having your branding together because I think like a lot of the mistakes that people make when they're starting off is oh I want to have all these different things I'm like no like your business card, your Instagram, your website, your resume, cover letter, it needs to look the same because once you make it, nobody knows who you are. So like that's how they recognize you. Um, Word of mouth. And then also sometimes, you know, you're going to get paid for projects that you don't find that exciting. And you're like, I don't want to do that. But I mean, that's really how you get into it. Like sometimes you're going to have to draw a portrait of your neighbor's kids you don't want to do it but that's what gets your name out there so (laughs) I just started taking like all those gigs and stuff and people started noticing so that's been really great I do remember you're like I'm more into like was it murals or something I was like what are you saying yeah somebody commissioned me uh it's actually a family member she commissioned me to do a mural and I was like well I've never done this before but Drew was like, I'm full blown like painting and like doing all this. I was like, okay. <laughs> it turned out surprisingly well. Yes, <laughs> it did. That's why I was like, okay, Drew, you might mess around and surprise yourself. You know, you mm-hmm. might not want to do something or you've never done it and you never knew that you needed to do it. Like, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, don't block your blessings. That is so crazy. <laughs> so, you. You have some things going on right now. You got some stuff going on and we got to talk about it because you're out here working with big people. Drew, what is going on? I got to get my wine for this one. Well, the biggest uh, client that I have, (laughs) I guess, is um, I work for the Instagram account of the show Desis and Nero on Showtime. It's a late night comedy show Um, and it's really good. And I was really surprised because the way I got that was from Instagram. Like this guy DM'd me 
And I thought it was like spam <laughs> at the time. It turned out he was like the head of their graphics department. And he was like, yo, like we just got this new budget and we want to add some like really cool pieces to our Instagram account. So that's kind of how that started. Um, but it was a really, really great opportunity that I am so thankful to have because I'm still making work for the show. Um, and I love it because every time they post, like I get not only do I get paid for the post, but I get the exposure too. And a lot of the followers that are on their account then come over to mine. So it's been really cool and just a surreal experience. Oh, I am so proud of you. <laughs> when I saw that, my mouth literally dropped and I was like, wait until Devin sees this. Devin, <laughs> I was like, Devin, when you see this, I was like, Devin, did you see this? Because I saw it as soon as she posted it. I was like, what? <laughs> What's going on? That is like Devin's I follow them, show. Like, I've been I've been following them since like 2015, like back Dang. in high school. So now I follow Instagram too. And I saw the picture and I was like, this look familiar. And then I saw the um the description. I was like, Drew Borders. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. No, it's really like the guy that I work with. His name is Patrick Kim, and he worked at Vice and Complex for like a good number of years before he went to Showtime. But he was so chill because the whole idea about it was that he wanted artists that hadn't been seen before, like artists that had just graduated or might have still been in high school and um, had a spark, had something. Mm-hmm. But he was like, you know, they just don't have an audience yet. So that was the whole idea behind it. Um, and even when I make work for them, like it's a general idea. But he was like, you know, I want you to do your thing like it's your style. So that's it's definitely like the most freedom I've ever had with like a freelance opportunity. Oh, that sounds that sounds nice. I feel like a lot of people like in these offices now are kind of getting that idea that um that like younger people or like people that's just now like fresh and starting out have like more energy and like yes. care about the work more mm-hmm. than like people that are more established. Because like people that are more established, they'll just like I guess they're like kind of used to doing the work and everything and like people like us, um we're like trying to make a name for ourselves. Mm-hmm, and so we're right. trying to like put our best foot forward. And I feel like a lot of people are seeing that in like college graduates and students, stuff like that now. Yes. Got something to prove. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's been so much. I just can't wait. Like I try to do it in a way that I'm like, oh, can I get their attention? Like actually, these is a mural. Like, can they say something? I just, I'm really trying to get their attention. Have they commented? Yeah. Not yet, but sometimes I get messages like, um, never specifically from them but from the guy that i work with and he's like yo they really like this or the i'm pretty sure like the stuff that you make is like <laughs> it's like it's it's them and so i'm pretty sure they, <laughs> they appreciate on. it yeah literally i was like this is so like, good references and everything, <laughs> okay. like, yeah. wow so um i'm glad you said that because i also had another question for your field specifically um, what are some things that you have to do in order to stand out and kind of make an impact? Like, I find it, you know, I don't believe like in coincidences. I know everything happens for a reason. So I'm like, there was no accident that they stumbled upon you on Instagram, but mm-hmm. with your work and like with your branding or with the things that you post or whatever the case may be, what are some things that you feel like you have to do in order to like make yourself pop? Well, I think they're, so a lot of people will have like a portfolio and it's called like a demo reel for animation, Mm -hmm. but mine is like a minute long. It shouldn't be that long, but basically there's like basic things that recruiters and people look for in your reel, like walk cycles, lip sync, 
any type of action. And, and everybody kind of has the same generic thing, but like what makes you stand out is when you put your own twist on it. Like don't just have someone like walking down a street or doing whatever, like have someone like skateboarding and just like crash, <laughs> like it doesn't wipe out or like, you know, do something different. Like even at SCAD, like we would look through reels with like our career advisors and, mm-hmm. and some recruiter was like, I loved this reel because like for 3d animation, um, you can, you know, rigging is like when you build a skeleton and the controls of the character. And they were like, this person rigged a couch. Like they built all these controls for a couch and the couch was actually talking and acting, acting and moving like a person. So like when you wow. put your personality and stuff into something that people aren't expecting, like that's like, whoa, because they look at people, they look at so many kids a day and it's like all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So like really, it's really just about your passion. Like don't just do a project because you were told to or because you thought you should like actually be passionate about it because it's going to show through. Yeah, I we talked about passion one of these episodes like if you're not passionate about it people will definitely be able to tell because it's not genuine like we can almost tell that you're being forced to do something at that point but yeah that's really cool i like to see your reel i don't think i've seen it did i see it it's on my instagram i need to update it because it's kind of old um (laughs) that's another thing update your reel oh my gosh every time you can that's a good point Yeah, I don't know if I've seen your reel, but I've seen the stuff that you're posting, especially the spooky season stuff. Ooh, I'm really feeling it. I'm like, okay, Drew is out here popping out. I need to get like her with the consistency on my personal page. I'm trying to do um, Blacktober, which is like a spinoff of Inktober. It's like a daily art challenge. Um well, you are supposed to post every day, but there is definitely like a new wave of artists being like, look. You got a life, you got work, you got all this other stuff. You don't have to take care of yourself. So I have been kind of following that mantra and like trying to post when I can. But like, look, if I want to relax, if I just need some time to myself, I'm not going to push it too hard. Like, I'm like, okay, I need that. Like, I feel like sometimes when you push yourself too hard to come out with something, you won't be too satisfied. So I'd rather it come to me organically. I like that. I like that a lot give yourself time to relax that is something that I'm still working on but I've been doing pretty good with it so I'm not I'm not at all mad at myself so has this time that we're living in right now the pandemic has that really affected your workload in any way because I know people are like getting laid off budgets are getting cut crazy stuff is going on but then again I feel like more media like they're putting out more media they're looking for new things to post new content to post Mm -hmm. so it could have been the complete opposite experience for you well it's been really sporadic because when it first started it was like dead silent because Mm. nobody knew what to do they were like how do we continue this process like this like how do we continue to work with artists and they can't even come in the studio Mm -hmm. so um but now now that we're months in people have started to figure it out and even now i'm like i'm in like slack group chats for like black animators and black designers and a lot of the work sometimes that I get comes from there because people will post job inquiries because companies want a different perspective. So mm. um, so it's definitely been getting bigger, I guess. It's growing. Right. Um, but yeah, at first I was like, whew, it's a little quiet over here. Um, but I'm I'm blessed. I am happy that I'm getting all these opportunities. That's good. I know like I was freaking out 
out when this <laughs> stuff started happening because I didn't know what was going on. I was working in an office with so many people. I was just like, oh my God, like I have to go somewhere every single day and be around all these people. I know that's not going to last for too long if everything is shutting down. And then, yeah, everything, everything shut down. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do next? But I feel like it really gave me the push that I needed to focus on my business, like focus on the things that make me happy, the things that I really want to do, because we're literally sitting at home. Yes. Every day, all day. Now, you know, it's a little different. We can move around just a little bit, but still, it just still, I feel like it's just never going to feel the same. Yeah, It's so much freedom right now. And like when this thing eventually ends, yeah, it's, it's not going to be the same. Like there's no, like working from home should be a normal thing. Now. Right. Like <laughs> there's no excuses to say that you can't do that because obviously we made it work. So mm-hmm. we were forced to make it work. <laughs> How about mentally, like mentally and physically? I mean, listen, <laughs> I might have gained a few pounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know I have. <laughs> I already know. I might have gained a few pounds <laughs> during this little thing called the pandemic. But I mean, listen, you got to do what you got to do. It's been very, like, I feel like self-love has been practiced so much during this pandemic. And yes. not only just, but like acceptance, because I feel like mm-hmm. going out all the time before I was so concerned about what I looked like and if I was like wearing the right clothes or if it was fitting right or you know if my makeup was correct and like now I've just kind of accepted myself for who I am like I gained a few pounds and and <laughs> like and what and, that's and what I still is. look good okay <laughs> like I I just feel like I don't know at least for me the confidence is different because mm-hmm. I just it's like when you aren't interacting with random people you don't know like all the time it's like their opinions don't matter anymore <laughs> you've just been with yourself for so long so that's all that matters. Yeah, I definitely felt that when I was deciding that I wanted to start making more content and I wanted to be like very open and very transparent with my content. And I was just like, listen, this is how I look. Like, this is what I look like without all the makeup, without the hair. I just recently cut all my hair off. Okay, I'm bald. Okay. It was a nice cut. I was like, this, I just feel like any other time, like I would not have been that confident to put myself out there like that or mm-hmm. to just, you know, be carefree. Like this is who I am. I understand some people are not going to like it, but that's not why I'm here. I'm here for the people that are supporting me. I'm here for myself, you know? So I was doing that. I was posting so many videos because once I got laid off from work, I was like, okay, so YouTube smudge and crochet by k is all that i have left Mm -hmm. like people are obviously not hiring at this time so it wasn't like a okay well i can just look for another job like no it was like okay sit down and work on the things that you've already started and your girl was putting herself out there okay Mm. i was looking crazy (laughs) like i look back now and i'm just like girl i don't even care that's what i look like and that's it period (laughs) <laughs> I think now it's it's not just about going to work and getting a paycheck, but it's about actually being happy with what you do mm-hmm. and like pursuing your dreams. And I think if you could say anything good came out of this pandemic, I'd say it'd be that. For sure. And I always say this, I'm like, it's so bittersweet. This year is just a bittersweet year because 
I've been doing really well and I'm grateful because I didn't know what was going to happen. Like we're going into this time where everyone's wearing masks. We can't really go anywhere. And my whole business is associated with, oh, we're going out. We're doing our makeup. You know, like these are all products that people are using for that purpose. I mean, some people wear lip gloss every day. Some people, you know, put lashes on every single day. Some people put on their makeup to go nowhere. But that's not a large percentage of mm-hmm. the people out there. So I was just like, oh my God, like nobody is going to want to buy lip gloss and then put a mask on. <laughs> but <laughs> listen, they are. And I'm just like, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. And you might end up somewhere you had no idea. Sure. So how do you feel like you have grown or bettered yourself or your craft since graduating? Um, I think I've become a lot more critical of myself, like, because now it's just me and there's like nobody else in my household that has any idea like what I do. So like, oh my gosh, <laughs> most of the time that I'm working, it's really just my eye. And I do try to send things to friends that I graduated with. Like, can you take a, take some time at this? But it's kind of really forced me to be more like, I'm kind of going back to the roots and the old textbooks that I actually still saved and looked at and reaching out to older professors and stuff. So I feel like I've definitely gotten like a more critical eye on how I work. And Mm. sometimes that's a blessing and sometimes it's not (laughs) because... Yeah, overthinking. Yeah, I'll be Mm -hmm. so critical of stuff like that I won't post it because I'm like, okay, well, if I'm not happy with it, I don't want to put it out yet. But I would say as far as like the actual work that I get paid for, like, yeah, it's definitely helped me become a more disciplined person, I'd say. Yeah. I feel you on that one. And (laughs) I really wanted to ask you another question. I didn't even write this question down, but I thought about it earlier. So what was it like when you were still in school and you were a president? Like you literally (laughs) like call the shots. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. you're in charge. And that's kind of how it is when you're a business owner or when you are freelancing and you're kind of like, building your own brand like you basically kind of call the shots on how you set things up so what was that like for you I can talk about what it was like for me too but I want to know about you first (laughs) uh a humbling experience first (laughs) of all because I mean it was something like I had wanted to do it since I was a freshman and I had all these ideas and I was like oh like I'm gonna do this this and this yes and then you get there and you're you realize how it actually works and you're like oh and like I think I became so much more appreciative of like the work that the previous presidents did because I was like, I didn't even know they had to do that. I didn't even know that there were all these issues that you had to think about. And then um, not comparing myself to like other people, like am I leading as well as they were? Mm -hmm. Um, Are people liking the decisions I make? But I think the thing that really helped me through that was like the previous president, Carol Livia. She was like, you know, everyone is going to judge you and like about everything you do but ask them to do it better because they won't (laughs) like I feel like people always got an opinion but once you give them the mic they're quiet so you know you do the best that you can and you shouldn't always worry about what everyone who's criticizing you is saying she said you try to do it better People always have something to say. People will always have something to say. And I try to let people know that. Like, if you're going to get into anything, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, if you open yourself up to the world, like, you're opening yourself up to that judgment. People are going to feel like they can voice their opinions with you. They can say whatever they want to say over the internet or, you know, 
quietly to the side, never out in the open. Yes. They always want to say things, but I think you did a really great job. And I think, you know, with the given circumstances too, like you really rocked it out. (laughs) I remember when we came down there and y'all were doing LCE, I was like, (laughs) oh, we had this event every year. You guys, Lights, Camera, Excellence, a huge showcase for Black History Month. And I was like, we are going, Devin, me and you are going. It doesn't matter. We graduated last year. We're going to go. I'm not going to miss the next one. (laughs) Got to see all my babies do their thing. Okay. But when I got there, I was like, I instantly am taking on the stress of everybody in this room. (laughs) Like, cause I've been here. I have been through this. Like I know what y'all are going through. So I just feel like we just jumped right on in. Like, yeah, y'all were clutch because I don't even understand how we made it through that day. Like, <laughs> we were so stressed. Like, I had never been so stressed to the point that I couldn't eat. Like, that was the first time that it ever happened. And, like, the weeks leading up to the show, day of, I just couldn't eat. And Corey was like, Girl, Corey's trying to feed me these wings. I was like, I can't eat that. <laughs> I was like, She's making me nervous because she's not ever going to not eat. Okay. So I was like, What's going on? Are you okay? I was like, I need you to calm down because I need you to eat something. <laughs> it was just so, because I remember like one of the, like Christine, who was helping me, was working with me, like she had gotten us or somebody had gotten us like chicken biscuits. And I, I literally took like one bite and I was like, I'm full. Like, <laughs> I'm not hungry Girl, anymore. <laughs> that's a level of stress you don't ever want to get to when oh, you yeah. just don't want food. Like never again. Your body is like rejecting it. It doesn't even want it. You I don't just... want to be there. <laughs> like but the peace though like the calm when the show was over mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were like oh let's go home let's go home it was good oh i was gosh. like listen it was it went well a lot mm-hmm. of times we just have that built up anxiety like we're so anxious to like <laughs> do something and we know that it's really not what we want to do or it doesn't look how we want it to look but then nobody knows that y'all like it's always just the behind the scenes like those are the only people that know the struggle that we really went through to do certain things. So we can make it look like anything. <laughs> it Very looked, true. And it looked good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, walks down memory lane. I just love doing it. I love going back and thinking about the stuff. I don't want to go back <laughs> physically, but I'm like, oh, yeah. I just, <laughs> like, I just like to go back and think about it. I'm glad I still have all that footage, y'all. Yeah. It is so fun to think about it, like to remember. It's not fun during, but. <laughs> right. I'm like, it was all fun and games after. We looking back now, we die laughing, but it's no. <laughs> At the moment, we all wanted to just curse each other out, throw in the towel. And we're like, we can't even do that. Like, yeah. we can't. Suck up them tears. Just get through it. <laughs> Honestly, just finish. Just finish. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. So. Whatever you start, try to finish it. I know it's like tough times right now, but we got to do what we got to do. I always say that. I'm like, we just got to do what we got to do yeah. and keep it pushing. So grateful to everybody who helped. Oh, my gosh. Grateful to y'all <laughs> for coming to help me. Like, grateful to all the alumni, really, and mm-hmm. the people that were still there and were like, no, I'm going to stay here with you. Yeah. So wonderful. Oh, my gosh. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So Gerard called me the other day. Oh. Yeah. And he was calling me about Devin. Ooh. Hey, Devin. <laughs> he, he wanted, he is like working with Devin on a project. They're working on something. And, you know. He has this joke that I'm Devin's manager, right? I think it's funny, <laughs> but 
I was sitting next to my mom when he called and I was just like, oh my gosh, Gerard Wheeler is calling me? What is this about? And when I got off the phone, my mom was just like, oh my God, like you really have people that if you need help, like you can just call on them. Like it doesn't matter if they're states away or whatever, like you can literally pick up the phone and call someone and they will help you. And I was like, that is the beauty of creating these relationships, creating those bonds and like going through that struggle together. I'm like, we would do anything for each other. You know, like if we need help, we know we can call each other and get help. And when she said that, I was just like, dang, like you're right. I know like (laughs) some people didn't have that, Mm -hmm. you know, when they went to school or once you graduate, it's like, peace out (laughs) delete my number (laughs) please don't call me again (laughs) don't call me again and I just I don't know I just feel like I was so invested when we were there into this club that I'm still attached to it like all of us are still attached to it all of us are still like actively helping with things that are going on now too so I'm just like I feel like I'm still in school sometimes But I love y'all. I did not mean to go off on a tangent like that. But that's what happens when, you know, the wine starts talking. It was a good memory. It was a good memory. So um, at the end of our shows, you know, we have questions from the squad. So I'm going to go ahead and let us go get into those because we have some good questions here. And I know that this is going to spark like other topics as well. So Devin, how about we go ahead and get into some questions? Cool. So the first question is, do you think manifestation is real? I didn't used to, but then you got this apartment and I was like, oh, I'm (laughs) weak. Like, cause Corey, like the story of how you made it here. I'm like, well, dang, maybe I should be more confident in myself because I just really, I don't know. I think before I had always thought, well, (laughs) you know, if, if it happens, it happens. But now I'm like, no, like it's, it's an attitude thing. Like, it's not just like your work, but you have to want it. Like you have to believe in yourself. You can't just close your eyes and hope you get there. Yeah. So I definitely think manifestation is real. Like you said, this, this is proof right here. The proof is in the pudding. Okay. I mean, I see so many people on social media, like, they're talking about, oh, you can manifest, you know, money, you can manifest nice things, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I never really thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. But just the things that I want in life for myself, the things that I want for my business, I'm like, I'm always like trying to put good energy out there and speak it, like speak it into the atmosphere. Once you say something, it's real now. So you just got to be in alignment so that you can receive yeah. it. Hold yourself accountable. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. You can't just hope and pray and dream and wish because I have a lot of followers now that mistakenly use those terms like when they're talking they're like oh I hope my business will be as big as yours one day or oh I hope I'm gonna be like you one day and I'm like okay but are you actually putting in the same amount of work that I'm putting in like is your work ethic matching mine are you putting out the same kind of quality that I'm doing like Mm -hmm. if everything is not adding up you can hope wish dream all day and (laughs) it's just not gonna be the same so I definitely think manifestation manifestation is real and I have really been working on my mindset like just trying to stay in a positive mindset cuz mm-hmm. you your thoughts are powerful man yes. I realized that oh my gosh yeah. yes <laughs> I definitely did realize that and I'm like girl don't be subconsciously thinking negative thoughts and then like your whole day is bad the next day and I'm like this Mm -hmm. cannot be an accident that this just happened so yeah 
I think manifestation is definitely real and it's something that you should practice. Like it's a mindset thing. Get your mindset together and then get your work ethic together and then everything will fall in line. Write goals down, like put that stuff out there. Cool. Um, So the second question is, what do you think about having a business partner? Is it wrong to want to be anonymous in your business? Hmm, I think that's more for you. <laughs> she said, I think that one's for you. <laughs> I think that a business partner, I mean, it just depends. Like for me, I would only go into business with someone that I know is going to be a good fit for me. And most of the time that is like my family. <laughs> so like right now, um, I would consider me and my mom business partners. Like she helps me. I help her. Um, and I just know, like, I would never go into business with someone that I didn't know what their intentions were. Like, I know that my mom is always going to have my best interests. So that's why I, I don't have a problem with being in business with my mom, but I just would not be like, oh my God, me and Drew are like best friends. So me <laughs> and her are going to start a business together. Like, no, you really yeah. can't mix business with pleasure all the time. It just doesn't work like that. So I would not recommend like going into business with a friend yeah. or like someone <laughs> that you haven't known your whole life or who hasn't known you their whole life. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing to have a business partner because I know like like I said earlier, sometimes it's just really hard. Like you can't do everything yourself, but it really has to be somebody that you can trust. Like we're talking about money. We're talking about investing we're talking about your brand your reputation your appearance we're talking about all of that stuff so you really got to make sure it's somebody that you trust and somebody that is going to do right by you essentially um is it wrong to be anonymous in your business i don't think so there's a lot of businesses out there that have silent partners honey like we don't know like we don't know Mm -hmm. about everyone that is in a business so i don't think it's a bad thing i think right now um everyone kind of feels like they have to be the face of their business because, you know, I'm doing it and people that I know are doing it. And kind of when you create something and you build it from the ground up, you feel like you have to be the face, but some businesses don't have faces attached to them. So I feel like it just kind of depends on what kind of business it is. Um, But yeah, I don't think it's wrong. I think it's definitely a personal preference. And if you're not going to be the face of it, or if you don't want people to know that, you're the one that's running the business, then you would just have to figure out how you're going to market that. How are you going to promote? Who's going to be in the pictures? What's the content going to look like? Who's going to post the content? Like, are you going to have someone managing the social media so that it's not attached to you, I guess? So yeah, no, I don't think that it's a bad thing, but I think it could be kind of challenging depending on what kind of business it is. Well said. (laughs) Thank you. And <laughs> the then, wine talking from. <laughs> and the next question is, how do you determine a price for your services, Drew? Uh, for you, not me. <laughs> your turn. Um, so I did touch on this a little bit earlier, but you really, okay, so think about it. How much time you got to spend on something? Because I like to do hourly rates. And quite recently, I, I've started to just do day rates because that's easier. But wow. um I see a lot of people like doing like, oh, I don't know, 15. That feels like a lot. 
whatever. That's really low, actually. <laughs> like 25 is the basic, like an hour. That's what I have decided because, you know, once you get to a certain point with your craft mm-hmm. and you're skilled, even like, especially like, you know, you've gone to college and you have a degree, you're not a kid anymore. Like you're a professional and people need to know that about you. So I would say start there. And even talking to freelancers um, that actually have made it and are doing really big things. I found out that my rate at the time was really low because he was like, no, I would go up to 35 or 40. Um, Because really, you do have to think about, you know, freelancing, you got to pay for your insurance, you got to do taxes, you got to do rent. Oh, what about accidents? Like all types of things. So real people who are serious about working with you, it's they're not going to trip about the price. Like the people that are like, oh, that's too expensive for me. That's whatever. All right. Well, good luck to you. You know, find somebody else. But like, I know how much work this takes. I know how long it's going to take me and I'm going to deliver you quality. So like the price is the price. Like stay professional and just don't bend because people will really try to scam you. And I see artists like that makes me so sad. I see artists doing animations like 30 second minute and they'd be getting like $10 for that. For the whole thing? Yes. Like I see that all the time. And they're like. <laughs> Y'all saw me leave. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. People charge $100 for the whole thing. a minute. Exactly. Like, like it is so crazy to me. But they'll be like, oh, but I'm still in high school. I'm just. A-. No, that person is using you. Right. Like, you don't need to be doing weeks worth of work. And you're not even making like $50. Like, that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. $10. That just made my heart drop, I think. I was like, wait, what? Like, um, you guys you, you guys have heard of Fiverr, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that yes. place is like, you know, get freelance work for super cheap. There's so many gigs on there of like super talented people. And it'd be like $25. That's like crazy. $10 for the whole thing. That's wild. Like, seriously, real hmm. people, real professionals, they're not going to budge. They're not going to get upset with you or cause a fit just because you told them the price like just be polite be professional yeah and like she said we're not lowering our prices for anyone's budget okay like no the price is solid we're firm that's what it is oh and every time that you hit a milestone like you do a big project or whatever um, basically something that just raises your status, raise your price. <laughs> Don't keep it Period. the same. Cause like, <laughs> you're like, look, I already worked with these people. Like it's not the same anymore. And so that's on period. Yeah. Raise the price. Mm. Get your coin, sis. Yes. And also like when your quality gets better too, mm-hmm. like when you know your quality is better than last year or something like that, then mm-hmm. go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Raise that price too. Yeah. Devin, why don't you chime in on that, sir? <laughs> I mean, I've been freelancing since. Why don't you chime in on like that? Freshman sir? year, man. <laughs> and so, I mean, music like, video director. Music video is different. Like that's a, a whole different game because it's like, some well, a lot of people are doing it. Um, not a lot of people are doing it like to the professional level, mm-hmm. and so like a lot of people's prices are like super low. So like people would charge like one fifty for a music video, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and like industry standard, like at least ten thousand yeah. for a music video. And like people don't understand like the like the pricing of like creative work, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, they yeah. think you just like point a camera at them and then they send it back. <laughs> and then it's done. <laughs> yeah, like people don't understand like like especially for like for good music videos, you need to pay like a crew, um, locations, um, the time, the equipment, and everything like that. And people don't like factor in mm-hmm. that type of thing. And so I get a lot of um, 
feedback when I when I send my prices out sometimes. Yeah. And then like a lot of I don't know if you have this. Um, I don't know if you had this before, but like you'll send somebody will ask you to do something, you'll send the price, and they just like stop texting you back. Ghosted. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> ghosted. Like, I'm like, you get a lot of feedback. I'm like, left on red. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> All the time. I'm like, all right, have a nice day. Um, it's nice talking to you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank you for you know wasting my time a yeah. little bit. And I do appreciate the people that like let me know up front. Like, this is not our budget right now. Um, but thank you for um, the offering. I'm like, all right, I appreciate that too. Mm-hmm. So like, you're not wasting anybody's time. Like that's the right. thing. So like, you don't have to go through like a whole idea process, and then you get to the payment part, and they're like, man, I don't know about this. I'm like, bro, you already knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the struggles of being a freelancer. But like you said, freelancers like it's a very um, great opportunity. Like a lot of freedom um, to do like the work that you want to do. Yeah. Like, you can choose the projects. Like, if you're not mm-hmm. excited about something, you're like, mm, I'll pass on that. But, like, you can pick what you want to do. Um, if you're stressed and you want to take a break, go ahead and take a break. Especially if you've got, like, a part-time job that still keeps the money coming. Exactly. Um, but, like, the reason I switched to, like, day rates was because, like, I did it hourly. And then people would be like, okay, well, can you only work on this for, like, three hours? <laughs> And you only work on this for like five hours. It's yeah, to take me the time that it's going to take me. Like I'm just like, look, three days because I hate when you know you get bothered constantly. Are you done yet? It's been three hours. I haven't (laughs) heard anything from you. Oh my goodness, (laughs) it's so annoying. You just reminded me of something that I need to address right now. I need Mm -hmm. answers. Somebody, please help me understand. So why is it that People will place an order on my website, right? And then they'll get their shipping confirmation. I mean, their their order confirmation, right? And they're emailing me like a few days later, like, hey, I was just checking on the status of my order. You know, I didn't hear anything back. So I was just trying to see, you know, what's going on. And I'm just like, did you not get your order confirmation? Because if you place an order and you don't get your confirmation, that's an issue, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe you typed in your email wrong so I can resend the confirmation. But if you place an order, you got your order confirmation, and you're still saying that you didn't hear anything back from me, like what else are y'all expecting to hear from me? Because if you order yeah. on anybody else's website and you check out, you get your confirmation, there's not somebody from... Fashion Nova, there's not somebody from Kylie or Fenty that's like checking in with you every two, three days about your order being processing. Or am I crazy? Like I said before, like a lot of people, they don't understand like the creative process mm-hmm. or like things like that. They just, they just hire people because they, they can't do it themselves. Um, and so like with that, and I feel like things like this, like this podcast and things like that, are like behind the scenes, like that really shows people like the work and everything, everything else that goes into it besides just, you know, I'm paying you to do this. And I need it by this time or whatever. And so like things like this and like explaining the process and explaining everything that has to happen um, with like shipping and all of that and like paying for shipping um, and like the weight of the packages and stuff like that. People don't understand that people (laughs) (laughs) and like things like this. um, I I feel like um, more people should do like behind the scenes of what they have to go through to provide their service to the people. So Yeah, I get that. But like. When you have all your processing times listed out, like everything is like clearly 
out there. I mean, at that point, it's just on them. In the open. You put all all the instructions in the email and everything. Everything is on the website. The processing time. I even had to, I had to move, like, not move, but I added my processing time to checkout. Like, you have to agree to the terms and conditions at checkout now because I have a whole page about shipping and policies that, okay, if you're just browsing my website and you're not even thinking about that, you're not going to go to that page to read it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, let me add this to the checkout. Let me put this across the top of the website so people can not say that they didn't see it, but I still feel like people don't read it. And I'm just like, you cannot be mad at me because you didn't read. But at the same time, if you order from anybody else, y'all are not contacting them two days later asking what's the status of your order. I feel like y'all are only doing that to me because I'm a quote unquote small business and my face is attached to this business. So y'all feel like y'all can just be in my emails or be in my DMs or whatever. And I'm just like, y'all really don't understand that y'all are (laughs) prolonging your order. Okay. The more emails that I have to respond to in the morning, the less time that I have to do everything else. I'm like, if y'all would just read the website before you check out, thoroughly you know if you do have an actual question cool but sometimes it's just like y'all really slowing the process down even more i did not know people did that like when i order from like i've ordered from you and i've ordered from like other businesses that were just starting it's never even occurred to me to email the business i'll just wait like i'll literally just wait for the next email (laughs) never done that before yeah but like you said um I get it like, all the time, girl. Yeah, because like you're the face of the brand, so like people like feel like yes. they can contact you yes. with any question they have. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes and to all just, of the above. Just not like that. It's just not. I'm like, it's been four days, and you ordered 500 tubes. It's been four days. Like I think that people don't understand. Like you know, there is a processing time because of the fact that I do have other orders and I have to prioritize everyone. Like that too. I people have to, think they're the only customer. Literally, I'm like, you're not the only <laughs> one. So I have to prioritize everybody's order. Mm-hmm. So that's why I do orders in the order that they are received in. So I'm like, that's why my processing time is set up the way it's set up. That's why I have you agree to it and, you know, hoping that you actually read something that you're agreeing to. But, I mean, mm-hmm. we're all the CEOs of agreeing to the terms and conditions mm-hmm. and not reading them. I'm yeah. not even going to lie about that. But if you're ordering something and there's terms and conditions, that's different than if you just got your new Apple update or whatever. It's that's like not the pages. same thing. <laughs> not the same i'm like you're spending your money you are expecting a product i'm gonna need you to know how long you're gonna be waiting how the process works like i try to be very open and transparent about it but you know you still get those few that are in my emails and stuff like that but i was just wondering because i genuinely know that y'all are not ordering from fenty and emailing rihanna like i just know y'all are not doing that i just know y'all are not emailing rihanna after two days of ordering fenty like where's my lipstick sis so I ain't even gonna lie, cause I had ordered I had ordered um a shirt from Big Sean's website, <laughs> um, and this was like when the album first came out. When was that? That was like like last month or the month before. Mm-hmm. But like the shirt, I didn't like get an email like about the shipping yet. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go check the website and see, cause I didn't even know like when the shirt would be shipped or anything. I just figured it'd be like two or three weeks, something like that. And I mm-hmm. checked the website and it said like five to six weeks. Ooh. So I was like, all right. 
But I, hey. but I didn't like I didn't DM Big Sean like, hey, where's the what's the status on this shirt? Hello. <laughs> I, just, I went back to the site and I checked and it was right there. So Hello. Five to six weeks. Hello. <laughs> I literally have these long, nice, beautiful product descriptions. And like I said, I have my shipping and policies page, but you know, people just I'm just not bold enough. Like, I'm not trying to bother the person. Like, I'm just like... That too. That's why I'm, I'm literally going to try every other route before I email the person. I'm like, I don't want to do that. That is so funny. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm just responding to everyone. I'm like, as stated on my website, blah, blah, blah. Just, you know, being professional. But just making it known again, like, this information is here for you. Because I feel like some people, like, they get really irritated because they just don't know. And I'm like, y'all, like, please just take five minutes to read go to my website and read because so much information is just there for you that's just like people that are asking me questions on my videos or whatever like waiting for people to respond about things that are easily searchable like you can easily just use google and get the answer it's just you're wasting your own time too so sometimes you have to go out and get it go out and get the information yourself versus waiting for someone to hand it to you but Please read all terms and conditions before you purchase from somebody's website, before you send them an email two yeah. days later, because... At least skim it. <laughs> At least do a little quick skim. <laughs> That's your uh, money. You can't play with your money. Right. That's why I'm like, if I am spending hundreds and thousands of dollars on somebody's website, I need to at least feel confident in my purchase to know, like, okay, you mm. know, some people are like, hey... I just wanted to know if you received my order and they literally send me their order confirmation. And I'm just like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Did you receive my order? I'm like, if you had an error message that came up or it looked like your order didn't go through, but you're literally sending me your, a (laughs) screenshot of your email confirmation. And you're asking me if I received your order. I received it. Thank you so much for shopping. I love y'all so much, but I'm just like, do y'all do this to other businesses or is it just me? I just want to know. I'm just genuinely curious to know if it's just because I'm, you know, I'm out here selling something and y'all have a connection with me that y'all feel like y'all just want to talk to me or y'all want to make sure or like what. But honestly, I feel like every business probably has like a handful of people that do that. But I feel like Sometimes once you get like really, really big, you already got people that are just kind of sifting through. They're like, all right, this is not <laughs> important. Like, Deleted. Just... Next. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it really, it has to exist in most businesses. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know everyone gets like spam and everything, but I don't know. I was just wondering. <laughs> I just know like me as a customer, I'm not that type of person. Yeah. I'm not that kind of shopper. So I just be trying to know, you know. Cool. So the last question is, what is your favorite thing about your job right now? Hmm. Honestly, okay, so I do consider myself a morning person, but I do like that I have, like, I say, like, I work, like, nine to five, but it's a day rate. So I have the flexibility to start whenever, just as long as I finish it during the day. I like that. Like, I just kind of control when I start when I finish and I'm not having somebody like breathing down my neck (laughs) to get me to finish. So I like, I like being a little bit in control. So I think 
Right now, what my favorite thing is about my job is that I'm kind of like at a point now where I'm hitting so many different milestones. So I've been creating things that I love. I've been consistent with it. I'm almost at my one year anniversary, you know, just like the journey itself. Like I'm telling y'all, it's worth the struggle. Like it's worth the process because when you get somewhere and you look back to where you came from, it's just so rewarding. Like I cried the other day because I was like, oh my God, my one year anniversary is coming up and this business has literally changed my life like in less than a year. So yeah, you will get emotional, good emotions, but it's just, you know, it's, it makes me really happy. And also that I have, you know, a little bit of that control that Drew was talking about, a little bit of that freedom. Like I'm kind of creating things that I love. Like I'm not putting out anything that I don't like. I'm calling the shots about what's going out and what's not. So I just think full creative control and the journey. That's what I like about my job right now. I have things to look forward to. I have goals that I've set, you know, for the future and just pushing myself to reach those goals. Cool. Yeah, that was all the questions. Oh, that was the last question. Oh. Well, that was a good thing to finish on. I feel like it too, right? That was yeah. a good last question. I hope you guys really enjoyed this talk that we had today. I just feel like we're continuing to inspire every single episode. That is the goal of the show. I want to thank Drew for being here in the building with me today and sharing your story and a little <laughs> bit about you know your experience right now. And yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you follow me, Drew and Devin on all of our social media. I will have everything linked down below for you guys. Make sure you're shopping Smudge Cosmetics, shopping Crochet by K. If you need any animations, hit Drew up. Okay. <laughs> if you need any, look, Devin, can they hit you up too, Devin? <laughs> I mean, they already, they already hit me up about like intros <laughs> logos listen y'all Devin does all the graphics y'all asking me about graphics I don't know anything about that stuff that is Devin's job okay but make sure you follow all of us everything will be down below if you're watching this on YouTube make sure you give it a thumbs up make sure you subscribe road to 20k I am bursting with excitement if you can't already tell Make sure you follow me on all of the podcast platforms and leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. I love you guys so much and I will catch you in episode 10 for another milestone episode. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.